Two thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? You could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable so you can run the big appliances like your fridge even longer. Best of all, this new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans trust Patriot Power Generators. Go to 4 slash Lisa to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. Go to 4 slash Lisa. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. We will never forget or forgive the Biden administration for its disastrous withdrawal from Afghanistan that got 13 service members killed, left behind Americans in Afghanistan. No accountability, no answers, just utter shamefulness from this administration. Recently, some of the Gold Star families were able to testify before a congressional forum telling their stories about the loved ones that they lost. Just trying to get some answers on behalf of their loved ones, answers that this administration refuses to answer. Let's take a listen to Cheryl Rex. Uh, she is a Gold Star mother. She lost her son, Dylan Morola. He was a Marine Lance Corporal. Let's take a listen. When Joe Biden, our elected president, entered the room, when he approached me, his words to me were, my, my wife, Jill, and I know how you feel. We lost our son as well and brought him home in a flag-draped coffin. My heart started beating faster, and I started shaking, knowing that their son died from cancer and they were able to be by his side. Also wondering how someone could honestly... Sorry. Be so heartless to say he knew how I felt a little over 24 hours and learning of my son's death. After this encounter, I have never had any personal correspondence, nor has my son been honored or his name spoken by this commander in chief or his administration. That was Cheryl Rex. We're going to hear from her in this episode. Uh, her son, as I mentioned, one of the 13 that were killed at the Kabul airport with the withdrawal from Afghanistan. We're going to talk to her about her son, just hear a little bit more about Dylan and what her experiences have been like with this administration, just trying to get some answers. Here's Cheryl. Well, Cheryl, I really appreciate you taking the time to come on the show and tell us about your son and what happened with the withdrawal from Afghanistan. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you for having me join. Before we get started, Tell us about Dylan. Dylan was amazing. Um, very kind-hearted to everybody. 
always smiling, always happy, just a great personality towards everything, never negative, um, <laughs> just always willing to support the next person right next to him. It sounds like someone who, you know, really made an impact in, in a lot of lives. How long was Dylan in Afghanistan? Dylan was in Afghanistan only for a little less than two weeks. So he went specifically for the withdrawal? Correct. Dylan and his battalion were actually deployed to Jordan at the time when the withdrawal process was happening so quickly when it turned from the withdrawal to an evacuation is when the units were sent out there to assist. Why did he decide to join the military? You know, I'm sure he was very proud of having done that. We have a long history of family that has been in the military. He grew up listening to a lot of their stories and the pros, the cons. Um, he just, he loved the military channel at a very young age always just enthused with it. I can't pick one specific aspect of why he committed to it, but I know it was never not something on his mind from a very young age. So it was just something he grew up with and, and always kind of had on his heart and his mind. How did you find out that he had lost his life in Afghanistan? <laughs> I actually had woken up that morning to an alert on my phone from a news um, that had said that there had been an explosion in Afghanistan. Knowing my son's location, I immediately started to call him. <laughs> I was calling him over and over. I was texting him and zero response. I kept looking for whatever I could, any, any information I could find on the internet that was linked to Afghanistan, and I wasn't being able to find anything um, I spent the rest of the day just trying to call my son and contact him. I had left the house for a short time because I hadn't eaten all day because of my stress level. Um, my parents actually received the knock on the door. I received the phone call from my dad to get to the house immediately. And I kept asking why. And he said, I already know. I mean, I, I just, I can't imagine as a parent to have to, to go through that. Uh, I just, I'm so sorry. I just, I, I can't even imagine the pain with that. I, I'm just truly sorry. At first you're kind of shocked and then it just leads into so many emotions. I actually collapsed um, knowing what that meant. I heard you talking about when you had discussions with President Biden, he tried to tell you that he understood, but, you know, he, he lost his son to cancer. He didn't lose his son in the line of duty. So tell us about that conversation with him and why Why do you think he lied? We were all awaiting this plane re arrival to go on this tarmac to receive the dignified transfer of our children. Um, we awaited in this room for a couple of hours, not knowing the process. It was asked whoever wishes to remain in the room that they, he uh, <laughs> Biden would be coming in um, to to meet with us. I chose to say I said I was going to stay on behalf of my son and my country. And as he approached me, he just looked at me and said, 
my wife Jill and I know how you feel. We lost our son as well, and we brought him home in a flag-draped coffin. He never once mentioned my son's name. He didn't acknowledge what was just happened in Afghanistan. Nothing. He made the entire conversation, which lasted limited to that, about himself and his son. Knowing that he died from cancer, there was no correlation on my son's death versus his. I was really upset. I was hurt. I was angry. Every emotion that this person, as an individual, not even being the president of the United States, just being a human being, could honestly compare losing a child to an illness versus losing my son in a combat situation defending our country and saving lives. It's almost as if he's trying to use his son's death to shield himself from the the consequences of his actions that led to the death of, of your son and, and 12 other military men and women. It was. And after the process, I did realize um, people had started to tell me that he has done this multiple times, that I wasn't the first one to hear the story. It was very heartbreaking. <laughs> did you see him looking at his watch uh, as reported? I did. So they had us outside to witness our kids coming off um, this aircraft and be placed into transport vehicles. And the first time I did not see it personally, I heard somebody from behind me said, did you just see that? Did he really just do that right now? And I looked up and I saw him putting his hand down. After that, I kept my eyes between watching our kids come off that plane and him personally as to witnessing him for the rest of the uh, rest of the Marines to come off that aircraft. Every single one, he looked at his watch. I mean, it's just incredibly disrespectful to not give the families of the fallen the dignity of his time. On top of that, we had been waiting for a very long time. It was probably two and a half hours. And we kept questioning why we were waiting so long. Shouldn't we be outside? Shouldn't we be watching this plane come in? Why are we still in this room? And nobody was understanding why... We were two and a half hours late. They just kept saying, they're staging, they're staging. I believe in my heart, just from the results, I guess, of how he has treated us, that he was the reason that he was late. Do you feel like they've been, this administration has been transparent about the death of your son and what happened that day? I personally have not received a phone call, um, an email. Um, any personal correspondence with any of them. The next time I had anything was a letter sent to my address that was um, addressed or signed. I don't even think it was signed. I think it was stamped of Joe Biden. And that was the only thing I've ever received from him was a letter. What do you want people to know about the way that the Biden administration handled the withdrawal from Afghanistan? I believe if you're hiding something and not telling the truth, 
you're going to push the situation aside and you want people to forget and you want people to not see what was truly happening. Our whole situation got locked into a classified file and pushed away. So every time that we try to find anything or get answers or anything on our kids, it's unavailable. Everything is is classified by this administration. I can't imagine being a parent and, and watching the subsequent press conferences and, you know, Joe Biden addressing the nation because I know as American who did not lose, you know, my son who did not lose someone I, I love so much. I was frustrated with the lack of answers, him continuously turning his back to answering questions and, and just the lack of consequences for this failed withdrawal there you know no one was held accountable in the administration it's very heartbreaking and not just for our situation but if it was any other president i would feel the same exact way i feel about this one if you disrespect why you have freedoms and those who are serving our country to fight for those freedoms then you're probably the problem you know it was also frustrating you know not only did he get our, our military men and women killed as you know way too closely but you know we left americans behind it's just that's not the way that we're supposed to be as a country you know we don't leave americans behind like that we left americans behind and our afghan allies behind we did we they sorry there's no we i wasn't there um our military service members did it such an incredible job of evacuating as many civilians as they possibly could to ensure their safety and freedoms for their life. I just, I don't understand why they were so unhonored and unrespected for their sacrifices that they did have. I would assume it's because this administration doesn't want to bear the accountability with that, you know, and, and to give these service members the honor they deserve. I think this administration is afraid that, you know, they're going to get the blame, but they should get the blame because, you know, these were their decisions and this is their doing. Right. If I made the decision to go down the street and harm another person, I would have consequences as a civilian. Why do these people think that they're above the law per se, feel that they can get away with cover-ups and lies on something I ultimately feel was because they conducted this and they failed at conducting this in the correct manner. What was it like to testify before Congress and and to share your story and have that opportunity to be heard? Leading up to it, I honestly felt here's our chance to be heard. Here's our chance to have our stories be known. Um, Just a glimpse of them. This is just a very, very small beginning of it. I got up there and obviously my nerves got the best of me and I had a really hard time speaking publicly, but I really hope that my messages got across in the appropriate manner to show people that it was a cover-up and it's being pushed away and our voices are not being heard. You did a great job. You should be very proud of yourself. That takes a lot of guts to you know, to stand there and in front of America and to tell the truth and to tell people about what happened. So you should be very proud of yourself and the way that you honored your son with that. What else would you like people to know? You know, this is your platform. So say whatever you want. I just want people to know that my son did not die because of your ethnicity, your religious beliefs, or ultimately your political background. My son died saving as many lives as he possibly could to ensure their 
futures and their freedoms to live a life like his. I don't want my son's story to be based on politics, even though those have chosen to make it politics. This basically goes down to good versus evil, and we need to stand up together, and I'm going to keep fighting for those answers to my questions that I've been holding in for two years, because I feel I'm, I have the right to know exactly how my son died, where exactly he was located at the time, and not be lied to about it. Well, I, I think we can all agree with that. We honor your son. And, and sure, how, how can people help out? You know, how, how can people help get answers? You know, what can we do? Um, at this point, I guess what I've been told, um, keep calling your Congress members. We need to keep the, I guess, pressure on the situation so that we can declassify these documents that they've <laughs> ultimately pushed away and classified. I feel that if more American people put the pressure, we can get those documents declassified and we will have some answers to our questions and people will know the truth of what was really happening in Afghanistan, not what they want you to believe on national TV that's all been chopped up and bits and pieces here. I feel it's really important that some people believe that divide and conquer is the way when actually we stand as united we stand in america we need to keep keep that unity together and demand answers well i hope your testimony along with others helps encourage that to happen and, and helps relight a, a fire underneath members of congress to to seek and get those answers for you and, and the other families Cheryl, I, I really appreciate you taking the time i know this is hard thank you I appreciate it. I greatly appreciate you letting us, me personally, have a voice. Um, I think it's important that people learn the truth at this point. That was Cheryl Rex, mother of the fallen Marine Lance Corporal Dylan Marola. Appreciate her joining the show. I can't imagine how hard that is for her to have to talk about all this. I truly hope that she gets the answers that she deserves, that the other families deserve. What a, a shameful time in American history. I want to thank you guys at home for listening every Monday and Thursday, but you can listen throughout the week. I want to thank John Cassio, my producer, for putting the show together. Until next time. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. 
to the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.